0: Hi there, cookie friends. Welcome to Cookies for Lunch, the podcast, where we talk about all things cookie. I'm Nancy Westfall. I'm joined by my friends Sandra Seegers, Cynthia Ann Raven, and Sherry Wyrock. We are four established cookier friends who talk about everything going on in the cookie world on a regular basis, so we thought we would invite you to listen in. We hope you enjoy the conversations.
1: Ooh, welcome to episode four. Why do cookiers love murder podcasts? And I personally am excited about this whole conversation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hope that you guys enjoy them as much as I do. I know that a lot of people do. Um, They keep us entertained. They keep me going through my day. Um, But also at the end of this podcast, we are going to, since we're kind of just talking about murder, Uh, podcast. We thought we would talk about a little tip at the end. So keep, keep listening. I promise we'll talk about something cookies. Um, And we also have some cookie news. So Nancy is going to
0: share a couple things. And then I think Cindy is too. Well, on Friday, May 20th, Loran is having a lock party on Instagram. So Loran had an Instagram account and they were locked out of it. So they have started a new account, and it's at Loran Global. That's their new handle. And they decided to have a party instead of having a pity party, but they're having a lock party. They are celebrating a new account. They're having guests on live. I will be one of those guests at 2 p.m., and that's Eastern Time on Friday, May 20th. Cindy, or Cynthia Ann Raven, will be a guest at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and they've got a few other people coming on, too, throughout the day. But there will be giveaways, they're sharing recipes, there's some tutorials, and they also have special discount codes. So come over on Instagram on Friday, at Loran Global, and we'll be live.
2: Okay. And thank you, Nancy. I'm looking forward to that next week. That'll be fun. Also um, check out the post because Nancy designed the stencils for Loran and she did a really awesome job with um, the little bottles of emulsion flavorings and um, their logo. And then I made the cookies. And so we did a a joint post together and they turned out pretty cute. So I love
0: Loran emulsions. They're my favorite. I love the meringue powder. I love their essential oils too. I don't know if a lot of people know that they have those in the cookie world, but if you like essential oils, their lavender is heavenly. I order all kinds of well, essential oils. Well, technically, that's from their them.
2: name is Loran Oils. So I think oh, that's, that, true. that's how they started out. So
3: I always yeah, think you... about
0: them uh, for my baking, but I, I didn't even know they had those essential oils. I knew they had the oils for flavorings,
3: mm-hmm. but I
0: didn't realize they had essential oils. But I love all of their products so I'm happy to help get well, you know, the word I out. You know I use meringue their meringue powder and mm-hmm. all the
2: time. So,
0: yeah. Well, that's I how it. I found out about their Lorang, their meringue powder was from <laughs> you.
2: Yeah. Loran's awesome. Yes, they are and they're always very generous with their sponsorships and mine and Nancy's classes too, mm-hmm. so we thank them for that. Every um, single time. So my little cookie news is there is a company called Mackenzie Childs, and um, they're based out of New York, and they um, sell a lot of different home decor and different items. And um, they their 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 um, their work is they have they highlight a bunch of different artists, and one of them that's I really like is Patience Brewster, and actually Terry Lewis. That's how she and Cookieathon uh, modeled those bunnies that she did, but. Anyway, they're having an artisan festival in New York, and they sent out an email asking for applications of artists, and I wrote them back and asked if they would accept edible art, and they said they were accepting all forms of art to review. It was a juried panel of people Um, you had to send in pictures, and they kept it anonymous from the panel. And anyway, I was selected. So I get to attend Yay, this. Congratulations! I Thank you. Woo-hoo. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'll post about it. They sent some um, social media things that, you know, we can add and then they'll be marketing us as well. And it's just beautiful country up there. I did like Google Maps on it, and it's this big giant farm where they're having this. And um, it's in the
1: fall too, right?
2: Yeah, it's wow. in late September, first October. No, it's, no, it's in, in, in Aurora, New York, which is also close to the Canadian border. And don't I you guys actually... think we
1: need to come with her
0: <laughs> road trip? I think road so. road <laughs> trip. <laughs> Absolutely, that would be a wonderful plan. Yes, I think
2: so yes. Do. <laughs> we can do. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I actually even messaged uh, Susan Trianos because you know she lives in um, Toronto, and she said that it's very close, so she's gonna oh, figure out fun. how to see each other. I know. So anyway, that's my news, and
0: well, I'm super excited. Thank you. That's Thank exciting. You very much.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so scary murder. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: the funny thing is, is that Nancy. Nancy does not listen to these. So we had to kind of send her some homework. Did you do it?
0: Well, let me tell you a little story about that.
2: Uh, that Number one,
0: everybody needs to know (laughs) something about me. I don't like anything sad. I don't like to watch anything sad, listen to anything sad, hear about anything sad, even though I hear plenty of sad stuff. But I've always been like that since I was a little girl and nothing scary or like suspenseful has ever been my thing. So I went through the list of podcasts that you guys sent me and I tried to listen to two. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, I made it about five minutes in. Which two?
1: Do you remember? Do you remember what they were about?
0: Okay. So one of them was about a little girl. She was like twelve. The last name was Klaus, but I can't remember. Oh, CJ. Oh, i'm junkie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no way. I, d- I listened in. She starts <laughs> she telling not this have started story. With children. <laughs> yeah, that's always no a bad idea.
2: one. Yeah, I had yeah. no
0: idea it was about kids. I just listened to the latest episode, and they start talking about a twelve little, twelve year old little girl, and I'm like, no, nope, can't do it. Click off. And I was done. I thought, I I just can't do it. My input here is going to be how I don't like to listen to those podcasts. I like happy podcasts, encouraging podcasts. I have a pastor in California. His name is Jack Hibbs. It's called Real Life. I listen to him every single day. He just started a new podcast, actually. But I also listen to the Bible recap. So those are my kind of podcasts. So I'm interested to hear what you all have to say about the ones that you like today.
1: We I just I don't think have, I'll
0: ever be into it.
1: We should have. I don't listen to the ones with children also. My very first podcast that I started listening to, or murder podcast, was Sword and Scale. And as soon as they started, excuse me, as soon as they started get talking about like one episode was about a child. I I, I don't listen to those. Um, I immediately hit stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't listen to
1: those. I don't either. Those are disturbing. Well, mm-hmm.
0: you guys sent me that one and I just hit the <laughs> most recent episode and see. Yeah, it's just that's just more proof it's not for me. Well, I thought
3: crime junkie and court junkie you might like just because it's more factual. But yeah, you for your first one, you don't want to start with a child, but like what got me into listening to podcasts was serial. And you could listen to the whole thing. You know, I've been listened to it over, I don't know, like four days, five days. And then after that, I'm like, well, what else is out here? So then I started listening to different things and I listened like Nancy to the Bible recap and to Hibbs and couple other Christian podcasts, I have to balance it out.
0: And <laughs> Not me. Good like, versus evil, that, right? All the, encouraging
3: all the time. List, <laughs> the list that I sent you guys. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of keeps my mind going. I can't watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people watch Netflix and watch movies. And I can't watch something while I'm trying to decorate. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the re. My husband and I will watch the Docu series on Netflix about, you know, murders and stuff. And that's how we I started. And when podcasts first started getting really popular, uh, I thought there, I can't listen to book on tape. Well, how can I listen to a podcast? And um, I started with sword and scale, and a lot of those episodes are on Netflix. Um, they're just more, they're just more in depth. So, like, if on Netflix you get like a little snippet of the nine one one call, on the podcast you get the whole nine one one call. Mm. Uh, it's just more, more into it than what you get in more detail on TV.
3: Yeah, more detail. Thank you. So that's I need the one to that try that sort and with. Scale again because I tried it and I just I couldn't well, get into it. So I need to try it again.
1: There's, they've gone over to Patreon. So the good ones are on Patreon and I don't pay for podcasts like that. So I I kind of stopped listening to it. Every once in a while I'll dip in and see what they got, but the really good juicy ones are on Patreon.
0: What are and, some of those?
1: Um that are on Patreon?
0: Some of the like juicy ones that people might uh, like. Okay, so there was there's one oh that one's really bad i should not for me just, i'm just, just to asking just this question Nancy. for
3: other people <laughs> well i think well all of them go, have most I, I can't say all because certain scales now patreon but a lot of them do both they have they do do know. both um if so, you're a Patreon member, you get early access or an extra episode, things like that. And I don't listen just to murder. Not everybody dies in my podcast, so I might just listen to a mystery one, like Swindled. Mm-hmm. Has it's a he tells a good backstory before he gets into the topic of that day, and then he gets into the topic, and it's not it's something about being swindled. And he calls himself a concerned kid, citizen. We should have concerned cookieers. Um, uh, well, I think <laughs> at some point you guys should read, I mean, mention the list
2: that you guys put together of the ones that, that you like or that you yeah. listen to. Got it. So, my,
1: my most recent one, and I honestly, I, I kind of had to stop listening to it because it was unfolding. It was happening in real life as it was coming out on the podcast. And I really wanted to watch like the movie. So I kind of stopped to not know, but it's about, um, it's called the Murdaugh family murders. It's going on Mm. right now in South Carolina. I used to live in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So that's why I kind of was really interested. And every day, Something new happens. That whole with the story, I've
2: seen. it. That whole story is unbelievable. It is I mean,
1: unbelievable. Yes. So I don't know. I don't. The last I had heard was Alec Murdaw was in prison for, I believe it was embezzlement. That's what they could stick him with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, you know what? I need to stop because there's so much more after that. Uh, but that's a really good one because it was, like I said, it was maybe ten minutes from where I used to live wow. in South Carolina. I I don't know. There's another one, um, the thing about Pam. Oh that my was, gosh, that,
2: that I just I just finished that this week as I was working. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that one is. So there's that crazy. was like
1: twenty minutes away from where I used to live in St. Louis.
2: Right. I was going to say that's
1: Missouri. So yeah, that one is that one's done. You know, she's. I don't I don't want to give it away but um did you guys listen to that Nancy you might you Well there's might a enjoy movie that.
2: that the the there's a uh, show on um Paramount I think and it's it's with Renee Zellweger and it's yes. a mo- it's a series about and I have never seen Renee look so bad
0: um,
2: um <laughs> oh, unfortunate Oh I remember that unfortunate
1: Oh so. <laughs> So but, you know yeah. the Dateline guy? Because Dateline also has yes. a Yes, I love that
2: guy. Do you know his voice
1: guy. is a little tired.
2: I like his voice.
3: Like, Do you? Yeah. Oh, Keith Morrison. Yes.
2: yes.
1: Yeah. And
3: he yeah. that
2: man has some hair. Wow. Yes, he yeah. does.
3: <laughs> but so I think the know- reason
1: sorry. I think the reason no. why I listen to him is because um the monotony of large orders. And because I get very um, distracted and bored and tired of the same cookie, two dozen in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think just listening to something, something interesting helps it go quicker. Well, that's, that's why I, I don't noticed. really
2: listen to pod murder podcasts, but I listen to Datelines, the IDHD TV. I love that channel. And um, and for me, it's the same reason. It's like I can't watch a movie but on those, because they're real life and they're usually narrating while they'll, they'll have some, what do you call that when they have actors portraying, you know, an event or whatever, um, like it's interspersed with documentary and acting, re, re, what is it, replay, whatever. I don't know what the word is. I can't find it in my brain right now. But um, they, I can just keep working on cookies or work on whatever I'm doing because I can just listen. But I mean, my kids are always like, when they come home and it's on or whatever, and they're just like, should we be worried, you know? <laughs> but I love the ones where it starts off with the 911 and it's the husband and, oh, my gosh, I came home and my wife is missing, and in my head I'm like, dude, you're so toast, you know? <laughs> right. So that's how it yeah. always starts.
3: <laughs> well, and Nancy, you might like Nancy Grace. She does- Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: No, Nancy. No,
0: I. I used to watch when Sorry. she was on TV occasionally. Now that's
2: a voice. Like
0: mm. I did not. It wasn't her voice necessarily. I just didn't like the stories and the drama. And I'm a no drama mama. I and say she's that all the time.
2: Drama. And she's I, drama.
0: I think maybe that's partially why I don't why I don't like these podcasts because it's dramatic. And I like no drama. No drama is good. Boring is good. Consistency is good. i That's where I'm comfortable. And I don't like listening to something like I used to watch Nancy Grace once in a while, long time ago. But those things play in my mind as not just when I'm listening, but later. And I don't want to walk around being afraid and having that scenario in my mind, I don't want to walk around being afraid or fearful that something's going to happen. And that's the way my mind works.
2: Have you ever fallen asleep while you're listening to one and then all of a sudden you're dreaming and it's like interspersed with your dreams and- Oh my
3: gosh. Because I'll fall asleep no. with
2: the TV on on that and I'll wake up thinking, oh my God, somebody was trying to kill me or what, because it's like interspersed <laughs> with what was still on the TV- when I was in Florida, one of the cake ladies that I was talking to, they they a lot of the cake people listen to these too. And she's mentioned one. It's called True Crime Obsessed. And mm. she said it's two people and what they do is they kind of review whatever documentary is going on or series at the time and then they talk about that and they may have, you know, other information around it. Something I don't know who it is, but it's on it's on my list to to check out. So
1: I like the ones that have like an end. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to one. It was, I think it was the Happy Face Killer. And it was a serial killer in the Mm -hmm. 70s. And um, it was was interesting because it was told also from the daughter's perspective. Because she was little when all this was going on. And things like that, that interests me. Uh, It's almost like a, this sounds awful, but it's almost like a train wreck. You can't stop watching or you can't stop listening. Um, But that was a good one. And apparently there's another, um, like a sequel to that. And it's life after Happy Face. And I haven't, and that's also, I think, from The Daughter. And I haven't listened to that one. As we were talking about this, I saw four or five pop up new ones. And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds really good.
2: <laughs> I just love a good story, you know? Yes, and I, yes, and if yes, somebody would, I, I was traveling one time and I did listen to something in the car. And then I could only listen to four because then you had to pay for the rent. And I'm just like, ah! but it was about a girl. And this was to me just so fascinating because it was the podcaster, and it was her story, and it was her uncovering um, some things about her parents that she had no idea that involved a name change and a whole backstory that she didn't even know about, and it was very scary. And she found out she was in the witness protection plan; didn't even know it, you know. And oh my her gosh. dad had been anyway. It was really, okay, really. And that and was not
3: true, right? Oh no,
2: it was true. It was true.
3: <sighs> Poor Nancy.
2: Oh. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's like, well, this isn't about murder, but I watched the one on Netflix. It's about the doctor that, um, that the fertility clinic that was <clears throat> donating his own instead of, oh, yeah. You
1: know, yeah. And they're See,
2: like, on, like suspense. oh my gosh, the story on that and the story about all the kids. And they're now up to 91 kids. Oh
0: no my
2: gosh. That are all related. And most of them live within, um, you know, this certain 25 mile radius. So they've all had to have conversations with their kids about if you meet somebody in high school, we need to, because they could end up dating each other. You know what I right. mean? And they right, don't even right. know it. Like, right. isn't that crazy? Ugh. Anyway, anyway, back to murder. Okay. Well, so. I think that
1: Some murders read the are list. really, Go really good and juicy. And that's, it's that's a good story. I think it's a good story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad and it's, Murder, but it's still and well. And story. some of it
2: isn't murder, like Sherry said. It's you know, it's some other thing. But what I think is so, what I have learned from all of that, kid, you not, is you just never know anybody. I mean, really, True. like seriously, right. like you think you know somebody, and when you see some of, I looked over at the TV, but when you see some of these and they they start pulling out secrets or tidbits of this and that, and you're just like, oh my gosh, how do people? How do people live do Live dual that? lives, or you know, I don't know. But anyway, that part—that's the, part, the part to me. That's besides the murder is just the intrigue, you know, the story mm-hmm. and how they got to that point, and and then what I they find out about people. I agree.
0: I don't want to know how messed up people are. That's how people are messed up. You know, <laughs> I kind of stick my head in the sand a lot.
3: Well, I'll read the list okay. and. So it's if you're lengthy. taking notes, write them down. Because I don't I don't think we could actually put these in the show notes. I mean, we could. but And then I have a question to pose after you okay. read the list. So Big Mad True Crime and Court Junkie, Red Collar, Killer What's Psyche. Red Collar about? Sorry, I've never heard that red, one. Red Collar. It is about um, a white collar criminal that becomes murderous, and mm. then she calls it a red collar. Okay. But Start I think you would that. like the
2: narration. Oh, um, I get it. Blue collar, white collar, red collar. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's usually That's clever. White, <laughs> it's like a white collar crime mm-hmm. that, yeah. Turned red. <laughs> yeah. Killer psyche. Um, this is a psychiatric nurse that also went through the FBI training Ooh, and profiling people. So, well, oh, wow. it's, she gets like intense into people's heads, um, why they did what they did. And mm-hmm. and I like mm-hmm. her storytelling. And it's factual. It's not just people getting mm. on there going, oh, I think I like murder podcasts, so let's have a podcast.
2: Or She's like, even no, that I've be right.
3: been a nurse practitioner in there's a, there's a
2: show called mindhunter and it shows how that yeah. whole department started and i yes. love that show i love you it.
3: okay then you would like Killer yeah psyche. I, I, I put several asterisks by that one share what is it killer yeah. psyche psyche, psyche. Mm-hmm. uh katherine delong is her name uh generation y and they are two local guys in kansas city and that's how I started listening to them is I was like, oh, I just want to support somebody, Kansas City. Well, it's two local guys and they talk about things that are, it could be back in the 70s. Um, they talk about serial killers. They talk about Jack the Ripper. They talk about, it's not all just based in the States. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, they're really good and they go to Crime Con and yes, Nancy, that's a thing, Crime Con.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, my
3: cousins went to it. Like they were super
2: excited. They even ordered this game where it gives you clues and then you get online and I mean it's like this whole interactive murder mystery thing.
3: Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, let's see. Helen Gone, it is one story for the whole season. And I like her narration swindled talked about that a little bit that that that's not always murder uh, right. crime junkie. oh and a new one for me is DNA ID and they talk about how the DNA that we leave behind you know it makes you kind of question things you're like okay could somebody plant my coffee cup in somebody's truck mm-hmm. um,
2: I'm telling but, you now why anybody thinks they could get ri- get away with something because there's cameras your phone tracking I mean I don't know yeah. it's I mean
3: but they do I guess so what then the last one I have is it's super short it's like 15 minutes and it is a doctor of psychology or psychiatrist. Um, true crime psychology and personality. Mm-hmm. And he, it's 15 minutes. He's super dry. He's a professor somewhere. Um, And he just talks about, like gets right into the mental state of the person. See, but- I find all
2: that part interesting. Like how did somebody get there again? Like when I'm saying not really knowing who people are and what they're yeah. capable of and
3: he talks so my, a lot about narcissistic. Well, mm-hmm. most most murder people, murderers, mm-hmm. um, end up being narcissistic as one of their traits. Mm-hmm. So, so my question was, do you
2: think that um, that the reason, like, it's appealing, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just asking, is like we all have so many things going on in our own lives. It's kind of nice to disappear and then know that there's something worse <laughs> than whatever state of mind we're in at the moment? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the appeal has been. I mean, I would rather listen to that than a sitcom or, you know what I mean? I'd rather listen to something about real life. I'm sorry, Nancy. I know you're like, oh my gosh.
0: Um, so my favorite show of all time is Andy good. Griffith.
2: I know. I still watch I knew that was coming. Every day.
0: (laughs) I love that show. I always feel like if I'm watching or listening to something that what what we're talking about today, it's like wasted brain power. Because if (laughs) I'm not watching Andy Griffith, I'm watching a YouTube tutorial or I'm always doing something um, to keep me interested and something happy and... I just can't relate to any of this at all. I, I, I Gilligan's used to read a Island lot. was my absolute mm-hmm. oh, favorite show. Oh, <laughs> And now I watch it and it's stupid, but it's still funny to me. But Andy Griffith always has such a good moral to the story. And he loves Opie, even though he doesn't have a mom, which was always really sad to me. But I can't relate to any of this.
2: I love Andy Griffith, but that's just because I always thought he was hot. So. Anyway, <laughs> oh, funny.
3: Well, yeah. I like what attracts me to it is not the killer, but it's this, story. like what Cindy said, the psychology behind it. But then the storytelling—if somebody can't tell a good story, right—I it won't hold my attention. And actually, I tried listening to one of the Murtaugh Murda family trial, mm-hmm. whatever, and I couldn't get into the guy. Mm-hmm. That was the commentator. There's a few or- of
1: them out there, so I, I would figure there were now and yeah. see, you know, what other ones are out there. Because you're right; they are kind of they are kind of dry in the one that I it or that the one that I referenced. Um, I I think that I used to read a lot, and I used to read a lot okay. of like um, romance novels and just kind of getaway novels and escape reality type thing. I haven't I haven't read in a long time because I don't really have the time. Nice. So this kind of fills that I guess. Right. Um. I not murder podcast, but I did start listening to. My dad wrote a porno. I know. It, I kept thinking
3: about that. Oh it is my the, god!
1: No, it, it, it is funny. the funniest podcast ever. It is highly. It's inappropriate, but it is hilarious. So this. Podcaster and his three friends get together and they discuss. they take this this book that his father wrote, and he reads it chapter by chapter, and it's the son that is reading it. <laughs> it is the funniest thing I've ever listened to. Um, it's inappropriate, but it is hilarious. Um, so, and then I started listening to murder podcasts. and I think it's just, you know, it's always the husband. Sex, money—that's um, usually the gist of them. It's just how what pushes somebody to the edge to to do something like that. Maybe, you know.
0: Cindy's talking, but she's muted.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: always like, you know, you couldn't get a divorce; you had to kill him. Like that's
0: uh-huh. insane right. uh-huh. to
2: me. You know, right? I. I don't know. I've always liked scary things. When I was a kid, I used to love to go to those haunted houses downtown, Me too. Kansas City, like oh, yeah. House of Hell or something mm-hmm. like okay. that.
0: You and three I rem- probably loved The Wizard of Oz, didn't you? Oh,
2: I that's did. my, oh, my, my favorite yeah. movie. Yeah.
0: Oh, no way.
2: Nope. <gasps> really? I used to read Stephen <gasps> King all the adult. time. I love Stephen King books, you yeah. know, yeah. read those. I mean, and I've always liked Halloween. Well, you guys all know that. So, anyway. But I don't like, I don't want to go to one of those haunted houses now because I'm very jumpy and Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like it, like a balloon popping behind me. You know, I mean, yeah. thank that Yes. Thanks. Thanks, Nancy. Well, I jumped earlier when you did that. I, yeah, I, I don't know what that is, but anyway, I have a huge startle reflex, but I I remember the last time my dad took us, he took me and a bunch of girlfriends to one of those haunted houses and by the time we got out all the belt loops on the back of his pants had been ripped up because we were all holding on to the back of his jeans oh and when gosh. he got out he was like what did you girls do you know we <laughs> were just but i've even worked in one of those haunted houses so i like that stuff i do too i mean
1: i went probably within the last seven years six years with elise and my oldest daughter and um I was the one in front. I was the one who was leading the charge right, through right. The, you the haunted at a, house.
0: Uh, haunted house. Oh yeah, you, I you stayed at a haunted place. I, I was stayed... like, you're
1: crazy. Okay, I stayed in the Lemp Mansion in St. Louis. It is, and you it said... is haunted. Mm-hmm. I, I, as soon as I walked in, it wasn't like it was not like your hair stood up. It did, but I had this like feeling in the pit of my stomach. It was. Not kind of nausea, but it was just like a an eerie feeling as soon as I walked in there. And knowing, did you make one of the ghosts mad or what? I mean, that's evil. We stayed the night there, and one of the worst one of the worst electrical thunderstorms was that night. Oh, geez. the lights flickered. I mean, it was, it was almost like they said, Hey, Sandra's going to come. So let's like make this all happen. <laughs> it was it. I won't do it again. I, I won't go, I won't go in there again. Um, it was a very, playing
0: with something,
1: you know, and I never thought that until I went and felt it. Cause I've been, I also not to get super heavy, but when we were in Germany this past summer, we went to Dachau and we went through the mm-hmm. concentration camp and I had that same feeling going through there. Mm. I just, it's I get evil. it now why people yeah. don't like to do mess with stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. right. Ooh, absolutely. I've always felt that way since I was very young, but I was raised by um, parents who were very, well, I won't say religious cause I don't like that word, but we were always very informed of all of that stuff. And that was always playing with something you shouldn't play with.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've always stayed totally away from all of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Staged haunted, like is, stuff.
1: Is staged haunted House is a lot different than an actual haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you know no it is. It is. Right. right. And
2: I think that's why I like like the, the IDHG TV and these podcasts and things like that is because it's about real people and real things that happened. And it's not pretend. And again, it's just always amazing to me. I mean, I'm in HR and I used to say I'm constantly surprised by the things people do, but I am no longer surprised between years of that. And, you know, I mean, people, it's just, people are interesting and different. And again, Mm -hmm. I really feel like you just never know who somebody really is. So beware. Be on I your like- toes. Pay attention.
0: Uh, when I read like Sherry's list of murder podcasts, I was like, I don't think I know this person. She <laughs> listens to all these
3: podcasts. Oh, right. See, there you go. Wow. There you go. And I didn't send you all the other podcasts. that, And I don't listen to all of those every week or every day. But I,
0: I loved do. your response. <laughs> what?
3: Did I listen to Christian podcasts?
0: No, your response to my... My text back <laughs> was something about, wow, you listen to all of these. And you said, it helps me to understand the human.
3: Human behavior.
0: Yeah. and Yes. I'm sorry, yes. How many murders do you know? <laughs> Who are you trying to understand? No, I'm now, always- she can, now she can
1: identify them.
3: Actually, <laughs> I did go to high school with somebody that his dad. Turned out to be a serial killer. Whoa. Yeah.
2: Who? Who? Who?
3: No, we don't want to know. I it don't
2: doesn't... know. I don't know the person you went to high school with, but was it Bob Berdella? Was it um... Robinson? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And actually, his daughter and I were, were the same grade. Oh. And then. Um... That's how they found him was through her DNA. I mean, they had some well, DNA. Not that and da- they... No, not that daughter. This is a different oh, daughter who's like okay. out of she won't get on facebook instagram or any of that can you um, imagine finding that out about your i mean geez. she won't come to any of our high school reunions well, right and, i mean yeah. that's just so horrible um but her brother and i are friends on facebook and his outlook um of course i would love to sit and you know have coffee or a beer with him and pick his brain and he people were debating something back and forth on Facebook and he, Mm -hmm. and he was trying to kind of win the argument. And finally he was like, you know what I get, I get to Trump all your problems. My dad was a serial killer. It's like Mm -hmm.
2: you, you win. (laughs) See, that goes back to my original, my other question. Um, So somebody, I just looked it up, cut it out. Cutters in Alabama. They, I don't know if they're cutters or in stencil sets, but it cracked me up when I read it. It's, it's you're a killer dad. And it has a knife on it and blood dripping off of it. And that is hilarious to me. Like, I know some Nancy's like, like, I will never do that. (laughs) Right, exactly. I was like, yeah, Nancy won't be making anything similar
0: to that. I like sunshine cookies, flower cookies, rainbow cookies.
2: I showed it to Wolf and he loved it. So, you know, but he likes, you know, he wants to be Jack Skellington when he grows up. So there you go.
3: It's too funny.
2: (laughs) Okay.
1: When I was going through podcasts and going through my list of what I've, what I have listened to when I was, when I was, I think I was eight or nine years old. Um, I went to the movie theater and saw the Amityville horror. Oh, no way. Yeah. At eight or nine. Yeah, haven't seen it. And I don't, I, I, that was one that I. I mean, I was young. That's super I scary. My, I oh think it was that my parents, my my older brother and sister maybe wanted to go. I don't know, but I went and I saw it, and it it traumatized me. I had to sleep in my mom's room for. You years. had to have snuck in.
3: Wasn't it R? You probably PG thirteen. It was probably
1: PG thirteen. Right? Yeah, and and don't forget, I saw Jaws in um, the movie theater at uh, I mean the drive drive in when I was like five, so they don't check. The, remember drive-ins? Yes, <laughs> um, I love drive-ins. I Same. Too. But when I was looking through podcasts, there's a it's a new one, and it's called "Very Scary People," and it's the oh, Amityville yeah. Horror. Ooh. What happened? So yeah. I, I thought, well, I'm older now; I <laughs> should be able to handle yeah. it.
0: Ask me how many scary movies I've seen in my life. You've not seen a half. Well, you have you, have out? you seen The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> when I was an adult. Oh, but I hated Bucanary. it. I don't like it. Yes, it is. That witch and those monkeys? No. Oh, Have you seen Wicked? House Lady? <laughs> Wicked yes, is awesome. I love Yeah, Wicked. the play. And I did like Wicked. But it's a whole different storyline. It made it more it has monkeys. Yeah. I know. But they weren't on TV flying <laughs> around. No. That's hilarious, Nancy. I've seen a half of a scary movie. I was a freshman okay. in high school. And... It terrified me. What was it? it? I don't even want to say that. I don't even say the name because I don't like to think about it. So I'm not even going to say the name. But it was a horrible, horrible movie. And I've never seen anything since then. That was it. The scariest movie. I was raised very sheltered Mm -hmm. in many, many ways. And I'm okay with that. You know, when I was younger, I started to think, dang, I'm so sheltered. That's not fair, but now that I'm older, I'm like I'm so glad I was sheltered. Well, what about your boys? Do they watch scary movies? They don't love them. They have seen some. They don't. It doesn't bother them, but they don't watch them. No, not. They don't enjoy them. Yeah,
3: I don't like gory ones. I like.
0: I like. Yeah, I don't like gory either.
2: I like. The scariest non-fiction. movie I watched was I think it's. Friday the 13th. This will date me, but it was the first one with Jamie Lee Lewis. Is that right? Jamie Lee Curtis? Curtis. Jamie, Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis, yes. And she would get a phone call, you know, and yes. then she was babysitting. Mm, I no think way. that was the very first never one. I've never seen any more after that because they did get gore and I don't like gore, but I just remember the suspense of that,
0: you know, and the phone ringing and, oh my gosh. To me, terrifying. Murder Podcasts, And these scary movies kind of, they're along the same lines, you know what I mean? So if you like one, you probably like the other.
3: Mm, I don't know though, because I like the story Mm -hmm. and this person's already dead. They're already murdered. Yeah. And then you get to hear the story about the investigation and the details that led up to it, where if you're watching a murderous movie, you know that. The person you've just fallen in love with on the screen is going to die. I don't know. It's just different.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I like all. The... I'm going to stick with Andy. I like him. <laughs> him and Opie. Yes.
3: Okay. Even so in
0: real life, they probably hated each other. I didn't know it though. I just like the, the story. It's happy.
3: <laughs> well, it teaches you to uh, be aware of your surroundings. That's for sure.
1: So do we want to talk about something else
3: that's really, really scary? We can move into a cookier tip.
0: Butterbleed. Butterbleed. See what we did.
1: See what we did there.
0: <laughs>
1: so <clears throat> Butterbleed. Um, we've asked in our um in our Facebook group for any kind of topics that you guys want to talk about, any kind of tips that you wanna us to talk about and Butterbleed was one of them. And it's kind of appropriate because I don't know about where you guys live, but in Kansas city, it's been hot and humid
0: already, <laughs> which is the key word. Can you believe right? how humid it's been already?
1: No, no. I mean, what's July going to bring? <laughs> so Butterbleed, who has it? Um And if you don't, what do you do to make it not happen? So, Cindy, do you have or have you had an issue with Butterplate? Oh, you're oh, she's muted.
0: She's mute again. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I'm trying to be good. You,
0: know, you and think not, like, would think the HR girl would
2: know. And do all this. And anyway, uh, I was just trying to be quiet. Um, you're doing fine. Thank you. Um, when I first – like Christmas cookies, right? The red and the green. And I couldn't figure out what was going on with the red. And, um, I read some different, you know, blogs and different things. And the biggest thing that I have learned is anytime you want an intense color, it is not something you're going to get immediately, you know, Valentine's day, Christmas, make red the day before. Um, um, I think sweet sugar bell had a tip one time about putting a drop of brown in the red and it will intensify it. So I do that, but, um, And for black, I mean, I think we all know, I just use leftover icing, so I don't have to use. And I think most of you guys know how I feel about black icing anyway, just because, I mean, people worry about glitter and all the other stuff. And I, frankly, am way more worried about black icing. I mean, I just think that the tint of it is so strong. And anyway... Um, so I just always try to make my icing the day before, um, whether it's green or blue, but what I also learned, I did a wedding set and I feel like I talked about this with somebody just recently. I did a wedding set that was, um, oh, it was at the go see do thing, Nancy, that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, I did some, they wanted white wedding cookies with a Navy blue initial M on it. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I know when I put that navy blue on there, it's going to bleed around the edge, but they wanted this initial. So what I did is I flooded the cookies all in white, and then I did an airbrush thing on it, and then I made M royal icing transfers. And so I just stuck them on there. There was no bleed. They were crisp and clean. And that was really my first time of doing royal icing transfers. And you guys know I, I do them all the time now. I love them. I mean, especially for something like that. So, yeah, Yeah, it's just
1: that I think it's one of those things that just remembering to do that instead of trying to figure it out, remembering planning ahead, ahead, (laughs) letting them dry, making sure they're
2: because those colors are, you know, green. I mean, it's always usually the fall, Christmas and Valentine's, it seems like to me. When I first
0: started decorating, I oversaturated. I put too much coloring in, trying to get the color rather than mm-hmm. letting d- it develop overnight. And that was one of the reasons I had better bleed in the beginning because I just used too much color. And then I started putting, and I can't remember who gave that tip to put white gel color in your icing. That way, when you color it, it was more vibrant and it went through your silk screen stencils better. Um, but something I see from people all the time is that, and this is a question, well, I flooded the red and then I flooded the blue right next to it and it bled together. Well, that's because, you know, their moisture, they're moisture, the are both still mm-hmm. moist. You need to let one dry and then let the red dry and then flood the blue next to it. That was another comment that I see quite a bit from people. Well, why is it called butter bleed?
2: Is it because of the fat in the cookie that causes yeah. that? Or is it the like what you're saying, the moisture? Or could it be both? I mean, I, I don't it's know. Both. I think, it
0: might yeah, be I think both.
2: it's both. Because I... sometimes if they don't bleed initially, to me, that's not about the moisture. Mm-hmm. It is about the, the fat. You know, mm-hmm. like you make all these cookies and they look great. And the next morning, the red
0: is all splotchy or whatever. Splotchy, mm-hmm. right. I think it so I... can be a result of both.
1: Yeah, I don't so I don't decorate the same day that I bake. So I make sure that I bake before, like a day before I plan to decorate that way any kind of and I don't leave them on my parchment paper either, because I I mean butter's expensive, so I don't want it to leach into the parchment. So I just let my cookies sit out overnight. I don't cover them, I don't anything. I let them just cool and I typically bake at night. Um, and then if I am doing, let's say I'm flooding my cookie white and then on top of it is going to be navy, that navy's going to bleed down into the white. And I don't know if if this works for everybody, for, but for me, I over-white my white. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That helps, so yes. Mm-hmm. I add more white than I would normally do yep. because it's humid out, it's a dark color, and then if I'm also doing a color next to each other, I will outline, I will outline the colored part in the white. Do you know what I'm saying? But I, like, think like, it's the, I think it's the blue same thing, is next Nancy. Yes, yeah, so it's the same thing that Nancy said. So if blue is next to white, I'll outline the blue part in white so that that blue will go into the outline. Yeah.
2: No, I was just thinking it's whatever ingredient is in the white icing, because like, Evil Cake Genius. That's they had the uh, like the first silkscreen stencils I'd seen, and that's what they said. No matter what color you're using, put white in it. Because so I think there's something in the white that does yeah, that. Sandra, so I
1: don't add white to blue. Like if I'm gonna, I don't yeah, do what Nancy white. had said. I just oh, okay. add more okay. white to my white,
0: and it well, seems to work for me. When you think about adding white and then adding a color, you would think it'd be a, more of a pastel color you know, because you've got white in there. And some people do say that, but then other people say, I always add just a drop or two of white and that makes my colors more vibrant. It doesn't make them more pastel though, because they're not dropping in a ton of white into their mixing mm-hmm. bowl when they're making, it's just a couple drops.
3: And I don't add white at all. Mm-hmm. So I um. just, if my cookie is a white base, um, I'm going to let it dry overnight and, then pipe on it the next day. But I had to do red cookies for KU and I stenciled over the top the blue KU. But first I stenciled it real lightly in white, just so I had a barrier of the Mm K and the U. And then I just used that as my template to go around and pipe in color. And then there was no bleed. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. Yeah.
2: No, I, w- I just was thinking that maybe by you outlining, Sandra, the white, it's a barrier. There's something in it mm-hmm. so that the blue, like I wouldn't do that. If I was doing navy, I wouldn't put white in it either. I don't usually put it in other colors unless I'm making a pastel, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. But that's a good idea.
1: Yeah. I typically don't have, I don't know why, but I don't typically have a problem with color bleed or butter bleed. Um, but I do I what you
2: do too. I, make, I bake the day before I'm going to mm-hmm. decorate. But what I do is I put them in, I line it with paper towels and I layer them and then put them in a Tupperware thing. That's what mm-hmm. I always did. And when I move, remove the paper towels, I, you, know, you can see the grease marks of that. So, so I better. feel like maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. that took up any extra so it won't
3: maybe mm-hmm. do yeah. that. I don't know. I also recently have started adding more meringue powder in my icing mm. and i think that helps because i'm really not getting the butter blade that i used to get oh that's good did, did you change brands or is it the same
1: just no, the amount that's well different?
3: no i use uh creative cookier i use jenny's meringue powder and yeah i just and i follow her uh recipe that's on the bag i add more flavoring um yeah, that's that's
1: all. What kind of marine powder do you use, Sandra? I use Wilton. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. She that's likes I'm that. With. She I she know. I the used rotten egg it smell. <laughs> it does not smell like rotten eggs. <laughs> it's sulfur. I do not smell that. I I like Wilton. It works for me. It um, it's I can use a coupon on it. <laughs> I know.
2: That's what I used to do all the time in Overland Park. There was a Michael's on one corner, a Joann's, and a Hobby Lobby, and I would have my coupons. And I would go to each store and buy one, you know, because you could use it on one thing. And that's how I started with Wilton. What's that? And then I I got a sample of the Loran and I started using it and I I like it. So I decided to use use the sample
1: that you gave me of Loran's for um, my daughter's graduation cookies. So I don't mess anybody else's up. So I'm going (laughs) to use it for hers.
3: I like it. Nancy gave me a sample and i like it i, I also have a
0: bag of the bake bake it's a new oh fairly new i have a bag of that and then i have a bag of the fluffy puppy from susan Triana's, which came from canada both of those i have those to try
1: cindy you're muted <laughs> i'm sorry
0: i have been needs to
1: be for this podcast. cindy you're muted i know i'm sorry
2: <laughs> i know that's like a strange thing um uh, I Ann Clark has a new uh mix now, it's a liquid mix. Oh, yes, th- that you mix with powdered sugar. And they sent me a sample to try, so I'm gonna try it.
0: And that's interesting, believe interesting. that's egg free, it's aquafaba mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Chick- really chickpea yes. juice. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I can't remember what your package said, I saw it, but I, I think they claim that as egg free because it's made with the aquafaba. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I do remember that. On there. But anyway, I'm going to try it and so I'll report back. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: well, so there's that was tip of the day about butter bleed and a conversation about all kinds of butter bleed. <laughs>
3: yeah. Murder. So, next time, I think we're talking about know your worth, how to price things based on your geographic area, your skill level. Um, gosh, I don't know. We'll have to get, get that way
0: and figure out pricing. Yeah. That's, that was really hard for me. I say when I decorated cookies, because I don't know if everybody knows that who's listening, I don't have time to decorate cookies anymore. So I say, I always say when I decorated cookies for the first two years, and then I got very busy teaching, designing stencils and cookie cutters and procreate and all of that stuff. So I I don't have time to decorate anymore, but I remember when I had to try and figure out pricing and we lived in an area that didn't bring, you know, the higher prices. People didn't want to pay, so that was always hard, so I'm excited to talk about that. I'm sure there are more people than, than, especially new people, wondering about pricing. So... We'll yeah, see it'll you be next time.
1: Sorry, my dogs. Yep. Yeah, my dogs are barking, so I'm trying to hurry up, All right. and unmute All right. myself. So Bye, yeah, everybody. Stay tuned for that one. Come back to episode five for that one.
0: Okay. Bye. Cookies for lunch is brought to you by the Colorful Cookie Sugar Chat Cookie Studio, Smart Cookies Bakery, and the Frosted Swirl Bake Shop. We hope you found at least one little nugget of information that resonated with you. If you liked today's episode, leave a rating and a review, and we'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cookies for Lunch. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you soon.